Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 6th, 2016. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jackstein, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Blessings on Tears and Laughter. If I were preaching this text from Luke's Gospel on any Sunday other than All Saints Sunday, it would be a very different sermon. But it is All Saints Sunday, which is oddly one of my favorite Sundays of the year. And so I'm not preaching all of the blessings, and I'm not preaching any of the woes. That's the good news. I have lifted out just one of the blessings, and I can't help but wonder that if we did this to each blessing, both here and and the four others that are in Matthew's gospel, would we find some truth if we studied them individually? So today, you just get, blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. I got the call early in the morning on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving Day. Soon after I hung up, there was a knock on my college dorm room door. A counselor from the school just checking that I was okay. The news of death has a way of spreading fast. I packed up my things and I headed home a day early for the Thanksgiving break. Just 19 years old and my first real experience with grief. I didn't go to my parents' house. I went straight to my aunt's house because that's the house we all go to for big things. Holiday meals and family flag football games and family volleyball tournaments and Easter egg hunts. And it's where we always go when it snows. Their front yard is the one giant hill and is best for sledding on all of A.B. Jack's road. But even with no snow and Thanksgiving still a few days away, I knew that's where everyone would gather. My aunt would now take the helm as matriarch of the family, being the oldest child of five. I was the youngest grandchild of 13. And it was that evening, as a sophomore in college, that I learned how to grieve. My Polly died in her own bed early that morning, surrounded by her four living children. By nightfall, we had all gathered, 40 to 50 of us strong. My aunt's kitchen table is a huge round table with a lazy Susan in the middle. I thought that was the coolest thing. After a thrown-together meal of assorted meats and casseroles and cakes that family and friends had brought in, we lingered around that table for hours. The inner circle, those pulled right up to the table, consisted of my father and his siblings and their spouses. From there, we spilled out into the kitchen and the dining room and the den in concentric circles, all facing that inner circle of deepest grief. 
And it was that evening that I learned how to grieve. Now, everyone grieves differently, to be sure. And let me say that the work of grief has to be done in ways that are healing to each individual and each family system. So the way that I learned how to do it may not be the way you learned how to do it, and that's okay. And some of you have not been taught yet. And for that, you should give thanks. But your time will come when life will teach you that lesson, for it is the greatest common denominator of us all, death and its subsequent grief. It's a little like learning to tie your shoe, though much harder for sure. Some folks learn how to tie their shoe by lifting up one lace and taking the other and wrapping it around it and pulling it through. Some folks learn how to tie their shoe by taking both laces and making loops like bunny rabbit ears and then crossing them over and tying it off. And some folks break down and get Velcro straps and call it a day. <laughs> Either way, the shoe is fastened, and that's what's most important. And it's the same with grief. You have to learn how to do it. And unfortunately, the only way to learn how to do it is to live through it. And I was taught how to do it on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving in 1985 in my aunt's kitchen after my beloved grandmother had died that morning. For my family, grief involves gathering together in a large pack and staying together as long as possible, day after day after day. And there must be food. And there must be tears. And there's got to be plenty of laughter. I can picture it like it was yesterday. We sat 40 or 50 people strong and we told stories. And most of the stories were hilarious. My dad was the best storyteller of all. And his siblings fall not far behind him in his abilities to tell stories. And of course, the grandchildren, we all had plenty of stories of our own, and even the in-laws and the great-grands had their own stories, and we laughed and we cried for hours. And then we just repeated that scene over and over for about three or four days. A few years later, we did the same for my other grandmother, my maternal grandmother, smaller family same scene. And then about 12 years later, we did the same thing for my nephew, though I remember way more tears than laughter because a teenager is too tragic for very much laughter. But we did laugh, be assured. He was quite the ladies' man for a 16-year-old. And for such a young age, he had crafted plenty of fun stories for us to tell on him. And then seven years later, we gathered for my own father. Lord, have mercy. He was funny. He was so funny. So even in the midst of that deep, deep grief that I carry deeply to this day, 
I can tell way more funny stories than I can shed tears. We still, 40 to 50 strong or more now, every time we gather, there are always stories continue to be told about my Polly and Grandmama and Kevin and Daddy because our lives were so blessed. Blessed are those who weep. Our lives were so blessed to call them ours. And every single ounce of deep, deep sadness is accompanied by joy, gratitude, and laughter. I think that's what this passage from Luke's Gospel has to teach us today on this All Saints Sunday. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hunger, who are hungry. And blessed are you who weep. That's the most real life stuff in the hardest of times that Jesus is speaking to. Poverty and hunger and grief. It just doesn't get worse than that. And there's a good word in the midst of that real life hard stuff. It's not a trivial word and it's not a trite word. It's a good word. Those who weep will laugh. But be forewarned. Just because you laugh does not mean that you are done with your weeping. You who weep now will laugh. And when you weep again, which may be in the very next moment, you will laugh again. And this will last for your whole life long. Whenever you first learn how to grieve, just know that this will now become your life's work. The way I learned how to grieve may not be your way. It matters not how you do the work of grief. It just matters that you do the work. And grief is work. And the text for today teaches us that the work of grief will involve at a minimum tears, and laughter. Blessed are you who weep now. May it be so that you will laugh again. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced 
with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.